world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain, in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. Yes, uh, we're back at show 425. The uh, <clears throat> the Vito um, Trousey, um interview last week was epic. It's great. Fourth of July. Um, his birthday is the 19th, and um, he will be 94 years old. For you people that listened to last week's show, I know a lot of people love the Fourth of July opening with uh, Sandy uh, going over that uh, beautiful story. Uh, you should have been here to hear Vito off camera. Uh, yeah, it was <laughs> off microphone. Oh my god, <laughs> that, was, that was epic. No, no filter. Um, no, talking about uh, Viagra. <laughs> god bless him. The greatest generation ever. Got a lot of feedback and emails from people saying, "God, you know, thank God for him. If it wasn't for guys like him." We wouldn't uh, we wouldn't have the freedom we have today that we're fighting so hard to maintain. Amen. And uh, you know his the comment that stuck with me the most was when I asked him how the K rations taste it, and he said all food is good. Yeah. And so think about that. Fourteen months in a prisoner of war camp. Imagine what he went through and what German they, concentration. What, German camp. concentration camp. Imagine yeah. what they gave him to oh, eat, and God. you know. The, the quality of the food and, and everything else. And so here he is, you know, 75 years later right. and still in his head that, you know, the all food is good food. Right. And we don't know that. You know, we grow up in this entitled society where we think boxes of Captain Crunch grow on trees. <laughs> and, uh, and meat comes in a cellophane package. Of course. Yeah. And, you know, his mother raised chickens. 60 chickens yeah. um, while he was away once she found out he was a POW and when he came home he ate them all <laughs> and he gained a ton of weight he went over to, was like these said like 219 or 214 <laughs> pounds yeah, from great. 130 yeah from 130 he's my hero <laughs> you know but it was a pleasure to have him on the show and you know it was great that he kept saying he was losing his marbles but he was pretty coherent for uh, yeah. a, a guy that was 2 weeks from 93 years old yeah there was no marbles missing there and i'm i'm really really glad uh that he was on the show and he can share a story with us. And I want to thank Brian, Dr. Brian Tans from New York Smile uh, as well. He goes around to schools too, doesn't he? Vito, yeah, he's yeah. been given awards as a, a ball field named after him and a memorial wow. and everything in Karlstadt. So yeah. after the show, Dr. Brian Tans sent me a bunch of articles about him, wow. pictures of him when he was a young uh, buck oh, cool. and everything, yeah, cool. you know, 160 pounds when he went in. Yeah. So it was really cool. I have uh, some really great news. You know, the NRA has uh, about 125,000 certified instructors, and they have about 2,000 uh, training counselors. I'm one of them. I've been for quite a long time. 
and they just started a regional training counselor uh, initiative where they broke the country up into eight segments, and they picked someone who's uh, on the ball, engaged, helpful, knowledgeable, et cetera, et cetera, to be what they call a regional training counselor. And what that means is all the training counselors in that area can reach out to the regional training counselor for help as well as instructors and everything. And uh, I'm honored to say that none other than Jimmy Gramenos oh, wow. uh, has Great. been promoted to NRA regional training counselor. Now, it's not a paid position. Yeah, He's not getting any free trips, okay? There's no, no free Danish no. or anything. But I've been contacted many times the past five years by the NRA because they were, you know, education and training because I'm on committees that they need um, – prolific instructors mm -hmm. for their study groups and panels and stuff. And because I'm more of a desk driver at Gun for Hire and Jimmy's front lines, I would always volunteer him and he would go. And so we've hosted some NRA advanced classes here and a few other panels. So they picked him. That's great. So he's regional director number one from region one, which is the entire Northeast. Yeah. And uh, I'm just I'm blown away. You know, we I built this business on education and training starting mm -hmm. back in 1992, yep. and he's just continuing to carry on that tradition where we're constantly training people and teaching and promoting safe, responsible firearms education and training. So, uh, kudos and a big shout out to Jimmy G, the first regional training counselor in Region One. Beat that, ladies and gentlemen. Beat that. So, Doug Steinhardt, the chairman of the New Jersey GOP, stopped by after I eviscerated him on the, that <laughs> video, which he told me was harsh, which, again, it was harsh. But guess what? I got him here. Yeah. Now we're friends. We're emailing. He came with his uh, son and his daughter, beautiful family. They shot everything. They shot the 50 BMG, posted photos. His daughter posted photos. It was really cool. We got to connect, and we got to talk, and I told him that uh, I'm at his service. And anything I can do uh, to help using my voice and my resources to further the GOP and the true Republicans that are going to fight for our Second Amendment rights. So it, it looks like it's going really well. Since that happened, uh, Doug and the GOP have come out and denounced <clears throat> the uh, move where the Murphy administration is going after two sheriffs who will not ab oblige by the Sanctuary City Directive from our Attorney General. Who are those two sheriffs? Uh, I, 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 not your county, that's for sure. Yeah. But um, Sussex County and I want to say Cumberland or one yeah, of the that, counties. That would but, also make sense. But not only that, but his uh, the Sussex County GOP hired uh, Doug Steinhardt's law firm to help fight because they're they're giving this sheriff uh, shit because he agreed to work with ICE, like mm -hmm. Murphy and Grubel are are uh, are basically. Giving this guy crap because he wants to uphold. The he law wants to uphold the, the law, but it's yeah. supposed to be selective law. That's how the yeah. progressive mindset works, you know. Um, and uh, so, so I, it's great to see Doug involved in that. Also, uh, Tony Gallo, Gallo for sheriff, number mm -hmm. four sheriff. Tony Gallo came out and issued a public statement that uh, our attorney general should be arrested for not upholding the Constitution and telling the 22 county sheriffs that they should break the law. Yeah. It was flagged 
on all social media as hate speech because Grubel is a sheik. If he was a Caucasian, it wouldn't have been. But he didn't say anything about race, creed, or color. He basically <laughs> what, said what the, the hell does the, that have I, to do? I don't that? know, but it all it got knocked down everywhere. You're kidding. It got knocked down everywhere, and now Gallo is under the uh, in a firefight. And believe it or not, our chairman of the GOP, Doug Steinhardt, came out and supported Gallo 100%. I don't know how much of this I have uh, influence with getting Doug up on our speed because he did publish that paper uh, denouncing all these anti-gun laws and the GOP needs to start doing something, which initiated me mm-hmm. going online and, and doing a rant, which initiated us come together. But, Doug, keep it up. We're all here for you. If we could get some wins, 80 seats are up for election come November. And uh, I'm like Mark Cheeseman. I'm not giving up hope. Whatever we can do to right the ship, I, I will do it. So check out the uh, New Jersey GOP. They're on all social media platforms. You might want to send them an email and say, guys if, and girls, if you keep it up, you're going to see support from us. Uh, if you don't, if you stray, then you're not going to get support from us. But it was great to meet them. It was great for us to get together and have uh, this discussion. So now from a high note, I'm going to go to a low note. So basically in this country, this democracy, this constitutional republic, this balance of powers system that were that was created by geniuses if you have money you don't have to have morals okay it's, it's been proven kind of, kind of why the constitution was founded the way it was yeah it's been proven time and time again so now this scumbag jeffrey epstein definitely had sex with underage girls aka children Okay, the media likes to use the term underage girls, okay? Only when it's a Democrat. Exactly, underage girls. Children, grooming them, soliciting uh, a network with handlers between Paris and uh, the Virgin Islands and New York City and California, everywhere he has all of these uh, estates, this billionaire. Well, when his case was handled, the secretary of... uh, what was the housing Acosta he just resigned by the way he was the prosecutor on this and they downgraded all of Epstein's charges he was facing 40 years in prison but because he was a politically connected high donor (laughs) Democrats and Republicans in 2008 he was given a 16 month prison sentence and six days a week he was allowed to serve that sentence in his office in Florida And he reported to prison one day a week. That's great. All right, this scumbag. So, so after 16 months, after 16 months, he uh, he finished his uh, his jail sentence, and his primary residence is New York, and he was categorized as a class three sex offender, which means he'd be on the registry. Every 90 days, um, excuse me, have a registry as a, as a sex offender. Guess what? Cyrus Vance, Mr. Anti-Gun, Anti-Knife, mm-hmm. after everything, the Attorney General of New York, downgraded his sex offender status from a 3 to a 1. Oh. So he could move about freely and do anything he wanted. Now... On top of that, since 2009, he is supposed to report his whereabouts every 90 days Mm -hmm. in New York City, 
regardless of where he was, he's supposed to come to New York City and report. He did not do it once. Probation notified the Attorney General, Cyrus Vance, the district attorney. Guess what? Never pursued. <laughs> so he was allowed to continue grouping, yeah, grooming, and raping as a scumbag pedophile for the next 11 years. Yeah. So my question is, for everyone involved, male and female, in our legal criminal justice system, do you not have children? Do you not have daughters and sons and grandchildren? So for money and donations and political connections, you turn a blind eye. The guy got caught in 2008. It should have ended there. He should have been castrated by a steamroller. All right? Put that shit on a railroad tie and have a train come by. Oh, you like that, That's don't you? Interesting picture. Imagine the first response is, ooh, this is cold. <laughs> uh, pain all gone. <laughs> <laughs> So for the like your electric bleachers. Yes. So for the next eleven years, this guy was allowed to continue his pattern of abusing children. So I say everyone involved from the two thousand case, you should be tried. You should be yeah. found guilty and you should have a jail cell right next to him because every girl that was abused after your decision to sell your soul, you should go to prison as well. This is what happens. Morality is trumped by money. They look the other way when it's... I mean, look at Obama with his two kids. Uh, he, he had both of them go to the... What the hell was that pedophile's name? Um, Bill Clinton? No. Oh. <laughs> the other one. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Epstein? Um, Jeffrey Epstein, Epstein had Clinton on his plane 26 times. He had all rich, influential oh, oh, people. Pumpkinhead? Yeah, Menendez. Yeah. Did you know Trump Trump threw him out of Mar-a-Lago in 2003 because Epstein was a pa member oh, of Mar-a-Lago and he hit on a member's 14-year-old daughter. Are you serious? And they revoked his membership. Oh my god. In 2003. Okay, everybody knew. Yeah. Everybody in those rich social circles knew right. and they turned a blind eye. Right. And what happens though when it's your daughter or your granddaughter? That's how you have to look at things. When I talk to my staff in the range every all the time. I tell everybody when females come into the range, they should be treated like it's your wife, your mother, your daughter, your sister, your your girlfriend. You want to know why? Because she is somebody's. Right. She's not yours, but right. she is somebody's. Yeah, you're absolutely and right. And put yourself in the position of the person on the receiving end of that. Right. But no, we don't care about that shit today. We allow this guy. This guy had an island. Uh, it, yeah, off right. uh, off the coast of St. John, U.S. Virgin Islands, it was called Pedophile Island by the locals. No shit. Really? Yeah. And his plane was nicknamed the Lolita Express because of young girls. Oh, my Everybody God. knew. Everybody. Everybody knew. Wow. Everybody that was hooked up and connected knew. And now he's going to be retried on trafficking charges and this and that and, you know, all this other shit. But everybody knew. You're all guilty. All of you people. I don't know how you can sleep at night. Yeah. Because I want to tell you something. Maybe you were not the one sexually abusing that 14-year-old girl, but you might as well have been the one. Right. Because you facilitated mm -hmm. it from top to bottom. So what do we have in New Jersey? We have in New Jersey a Superior Court Judge, John F. Russo. Okay? She, in open court, he asked a teenage violent rape victim 
if she knew how to stop somebody from raping her. She said, how do I do that, Your Honor? He said, close your legs. Are you serious? Close your legs. He's been how about a well-placed bullet in the forehead? Yeah, he's been suspended. Okay, and he's Close been charged with your mi- legs. Yes, he's How been. How old is this guy? He's in his sixties. He's been uh, suspended. He's before the Superior Court panel right now, pleading for his hundred and eighty-five thousand dollars a year Burlington <laughs> County Superior Court job. Okay, that's strange because you know Burlington County that that has been a, a big problem over the years. Remember, I mean every. Uh, firearms case that went through the was it? It was Burlington County, I believe. That was the remember the guy with the uh, he had a a relic in his uh, glove box. He was a school to history yeah, teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a, an old uh, yeah. uh, flintlock gun. Right. Yeah. That was Burlington County, yes. I believe. This yes. and this guy was. I mean, there's something to miss. Burlington County Burlington. was also where it was it was still legal to have sex with animals, remember? Bestiality yes, yes, was still that's legal. That's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah Burlington. Yeah. People yeah. stay out of Burlington County. Yeah. If you live in Burlington County, check your six 24 yeah, 7. You hear banjo music. So, how about this comment that Judge Russo said? How about another one? He had a, uh, a, a girl who was in, uh, had sexual assault, and he said to her, as an exotic dancer, one would think you would know how to fend off unwanted sexual uh, uh, advances. He's also being sued by two clerks for sexual harassment. So this now there's a surprise. Do we know his political affiliation? I'm wondering. Uh, it's a Democrat. So he also uh, is being sued because he failed to recuse himself from a case involving alimony pep, uh, payments from a couple who he knew one of them from high school. So he's he's a scum and he's asking uh, for forgiveness, but he never showed any remorse in a in the courtroom. During sexual assault cases, he would basically cover the microphone and mumble stuff to his staff, and they would all giggle. So you're standing there trying oh to get your God. day in court, and he was mocking you. From the bench. Oh, my God. Now, I wonder, does Judge Russo have daughters or granddaughters? So the guy that raped that girl, why don't, when he gets out for early release, because I'm sure he probably gave him the minimum oh, sentence, sure, yeah. why don't you live in Judge Russo's house? Right, for a while. You know, like yeah. spend your halfway Third house time there. To the left. Yeah, maybe his daughters or granddaughters mm. are there since you, you believe so much that it was the woman's fault in the rape case and not the man's. Uh, let, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to circle around this girl and circle around into all the Epstein victims. Where are the fathers? Yeah. Where are the fathers? Yeah. This Russo, if I had a daughter and he told her to close his legs, those bailiffs in the courtroom or the sheriff's officers, the, even if I couldn't do it then, I, I would find him. Yeah. Okay? I would find him, and I would close his legs. That's all right? A, that's a damn shame. And, and the same thing with Epstein. Where's all the girls' fathers? Right. No, yeah, I mean, now we had security 24-7 and everything. You know, um, CNBC or, or, or CNN was bitching about the way the uh, FBI agents, when they conducted the raid, uh, broke into Epstein's house of a $77 million mansion, how they damaged the doors and they shouldn't have gotten a locksmith. See, it doesn't matter that he was a pedophile. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> Brian Stelter, Brian Stelter yeah, yeah, yeah. he went on a tirade that they damaged the beautiful walnut doors of his $77 million mansion, <laughs> and there was black smoke billowing out of the mansion because they had to cut open a couple of safes that he had in the house, uh, which, by the way, was, was filled with kiddie porn. 
and, and there were, the and doors. He, he was he was he was bitching about the this. doors. Yeah, that's yeah. we're totally. This is the, this very, is the moral degradation of our society. This is well, Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, this is CNN. Yeah, yeah, but we're also in Sodom and you Gomorrah. Know, of course. You know what I mean? Where we're trying yeah. to normalize pedophilia. We've we're trying to before. normalize this. This is, this is Weimar. The world is upside down, and it's not going to right itself for probably another twenty years. I'm I'm disgusted. I like to have two minutes alone with Epstein. Never happened. Right? He would eat a custom-made sausage sandwich that I would make. <laughs> That'll leave me with that. Yes. I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse, and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise, and although Katie is only five feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her six foot four, 250 pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day, she was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States, and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent-looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000-pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. And what better way to say I love you than giving the ones you love a gift to keep them safe? Lipstick Bodyguard. It looks just like a beautiful little lipstick, but just like a beautiful woman, it has the power to bring a grown man to his knees. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Just follow the link on the GunForHireRadio.com homepage. Well, it just ruined my, ruined my dinner. Yeah, that's, but, but this public displays of something oh, yeah. need to be done to make other people think twice before they do it. So when the lower level poor pedophiles see what the rich people get away with, they're like, huh, if I get caught, even if I get half of, you know, twice of what he got, I'm still in good shape. Yeah. Right? right. I'd like to see Epstein in general population on Rikers Island. Yeah, yeah, it would be very interesting, wouldn't it? 
send him in yeah. with a pink jumpsuit on. Everybody else wearing orange. Yo, Pinky, <laughs> you're going to be rooming with these eight guys. Yes, yeah, right. Let's see how that works out. Well, you can't bring your security detail in here, no, can you? Really, you? No, you yeah. can't. He, they kill him the first night in prison. I would like it to go for about six months, but that's just me. He's trying to get bail, by the way. Is he? Yeah, but he owns two jets, and he has houses all over the world. So right now the prosecutor and the judge are holding. But what's going to happen is somebody will call somebody who call the judge, right. and he'll get granted right. bail. And, yeah, and then night sometimes. Yeah, and he'll, you know what? While he's awaiting trial, he's not going to stop this perversion. No. He'll still be grooming and of you know, yeah. So get out the ship bagerator, put him in feet first slowly. Yeah. Feet first slowly. Right. Who okay? was that Goebbels used to you know if you were uh, oh Saddam Hussein. Saddam Hussein. When he asked you a question, if you told the truth, head first in the wood chipper. Mm. It was an industrial meat grinder. If you lied, he would put you through feet first, real slow. Yeah. That's what I would do to Epstein, real slow. See, I'd have two guys feed him in while I'm talking to him. <laughs> I'd be saying stuff to him. You, you know what I mean? How was that sandwich you ate 10 minutes ago? Right. <laughs> but yeah. we're, we're killing ourselves in this country because we're normalizing and allowing this crap, and it's not really good. Uh, so, yeah, I talked about Tony Gallo's in trouble. Man, I have a shitload of letters, and I have safety stuff, but I want to tell you about a case that happened. You know, I talk about, like... Uh, People honoring and, uh, you know, betraying and being part of the family. So I've been in this game for 27 years. Not a week goes by where I don't get people reach out to me. I'm in trouble. I need advice, whether it's professional, whether it's legal, whether it's this, whether it's that. I never say no. I'm connected 24-7. I got massive connections in the gun industry and legal industry in this state and Pennsylvania and New York. And if I refer somebody, you can be rest assured you're going to get priority. And then I turn around and I see these same people posting, shooting at other gun ranges and stuff and, like, not coming here anymore. And it's like, oh, I remember helping him three times. Yeah. I remember putting his guns in the repair log because his wife tried to have him locked up. And then the next day transferring them to gun sitters on a Sunday at 11 o'clock at night. And now he's, you know, he's shooting somewhere else showing how much he appreciated everything I did for him. Well, I got an email a couple months ago uh, from a father whose kids got in trouble in Rockland County, right at Ramapo, and they're like, we're in trouble. The kids were shooting their legally Jersey-possessed guns in New Jersey, and they stepped over the line into New York, and somebody called the cops, and New York State Police came, and they were right over the border legally wow. and both of the kids got locked up and they got charged with illegal possession of guns outside the state new york safe act blah 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 blah. so a year after they were arrested in hilburn on gun charges while target shooting two new jersey men left rockland county college uh, court on monday feeling vindicated as they were about to go to trial accused of illegally possessing guns and high capacity magazines criminal charges were dropped against dominic borghetti he's my man and nicholas g Kian Caruso. Rockland County Judge Kevin Russo, another Russo, uh, ruled on Monday that the guns and ammunition found on the two men who had been target shooting with a third New Jersey man near the border between Bergen and Rockland counties could not be used as evidence, their lawyer said today, adding that the guns were legally owned in New Jersey. Well, it was the greatest feeling in the world when you walk out of that courtroom, Borghetti said. It was like the world was sitting on top of your shoulders for pretty much 365 days, not knowing exactly what was going to happen, the 23-year-old Hackensack resident said. 
Uh, the three of them were arrested July 8, 2018 in Hilburn, where Ramapo police said they had responded to reports of gunshots in the area. Police said the trio had 13 guns, including an assault rifle and high-capacity magazines. In New York in New terms. York, yes. Right term. All right. They were indicted on felony char- weapons possession charges. Oh, all right? God. Yes. Second-degree criminal possession of a weapon and a felony. All right? Uh, they were separated from the cases against b- the... the yeah, but look at how it's changed. When we were kids, if the same thing would have happened, same scenario, the New York State troopers on the other side would have been, hey, guys, you can't have those over here. Go back over to Jersey. You're in New York. Do you know you're in New York? Isn't that what should have happened with yeah. no criminal intent? Right. No criminal intent. So, you don't arrest these people. So listen to this. They were scheduled to begin trial on Monday, but two Ramapo police officers testified at a suppression hearing that morning when Russo ruled that there had not been probable cause to arrest the two men and seize their guns and ammo, so the weapons and statements made to police could not be used at the trial, said Borghetti's lawyer, Peter Tillum, my man, gold member of the range, Galani Rifle and Pistol Club member, JPFO member, Gun for Hire alumni for the past 15 years. Mm. He is my New York guy. So what happened was Borghetti's dad sends me an email 10 o'clock at night. I'm home on a Sunday night. I email him back. I copy Peter Tillum. They talk till 1.30 in the morning. The next day he retains Peter Tillum. A year later, all of the evidence suppressed. Yeah. Okay, so. That's the difference having someone who knows what they're doing. That's what I'm here for. And I hate when I'm disrespected. Right. I hate it. So listen to this. New Jersey is not Texas, Tillum said. They have to have squeaky clean backgrounds to be able to obtain these types of weapons in the state of New Jersey. All right. The two guys were ecstatic that it ended uh, properly. Quite frankly, I was extremely disappointed that this matter didn't resolve prior to this because the prosecutor tried to put them both in jail for 15 years with no criminal intent. But rapists get out in right, three. Right. Okay. Right. Fifteen years. In the same state that Jeffrey Epstein. One kid had two parking tickets previously in his 23 years. The other kid had no criminal record. And the Rockland County Prosecutor's Office tried to put them in prison forever, Sandy. That's how it works in our country. That's how it works in these anti-gun states. Especially when a gun is... uh, involved in the state of New York. So this is what or I New want. Jersey. This is what I live for. I get an email from Peter Tillam, Esquire. Anthony, I wanted to thank you again for this referral. After a bruising fight and with a jury waiting, we conducted a suppression hearing in Rockland County Court this morning. All evidence suppressed, all charges dismissed. I really appreciate the confidence you have shown in me by referring me cases. Let's continue to fight the good fight. Sincerely, Peter Tillam Esquire. That's what we do. Yeah. Okay? We help each other out. You're not going to get wrong information or bad referrals from me. I've been in this game too long. So don't disrespect me. But if you do disrespect me, remember, i got a long memory. When the new building's open and I get an email from one of those turncoats, I'll be like, No hablo inglés, bendejo. <laughs> was that bad? No, that was... All charges dismissed, Sandy. Can you imagine suppression hearing? God bless, Peter. Thank you so much for what you did. These two young kids, their lives would have been oh, ruined. Yeah, ruined. 23 yeah. years old, ruined. ruined. And, and 
the whole story was they went to the property they always went to shoot and they just moved down a little further when the Palisades Park police pulled up they're like oh you're in New York they they had a surveyor come in and everything they, get, they were only a few feet over <laughs> like it was yeah really oh really God. really How and you know the prosecutor salivating in New oh, York sure, oh look yeah. at this case I get to make it I get to make <sighs> my bones on a gun case felony gun charges and they they use it as a yeah, that's Unbelievable. I've been meaning to read this letter for like eight weeks now. Anthony, just recently found you online. I'm not a social media type. You say what I and many of us think, but due to anti-gun uh, snowflake society, dare not say in public. Keep up the fight and great work that you do so well. You make me cross the river and join you in this fight. I'll be seeing you at your next rally. Regards, Alex from uh, Newton, PA. I love getting letters like that. Here's another one uh, from Greg Ward, another good friend of mine. After listening to the radio show, I have to share this with you. Two weeks ago, me and my recall partner, Sandy Hickerson, were invited to a gun club's meeting and barbecue at the range. The president, vice president, and secretary were excited to have us. They said there would have been at least 100 in attendance that would be happy to sign the recall Murphy petition. We got all set up when we arrived and waited for things to get going. As there were all as they were all in line for food, I made a presentation, identifying who we were and why we were there. Then I waited for them to eat and the meeting to start. During the meeting, the president gave me the floor and I made another presentation. This one included the four bills that were soon to be voted on the Judiciary Committee. All I saw were deer, sheep in the headlights. There were a total of eighteen that's right, eighteen people who signed. I'm going to keep fighting. But I have never seen anything like this in all my 65 years. Greg Ward. Greg, this yeah, is it. This is it. This is what we've been facing forever. This is why it's so disheartening sometimes. Unbelievable. And it's what the other side counts on. Yes. It's, they know it. Apathy. Loretta Weinberg pretty much said that right here. Apathy. Yeah. Uselessness. And they know, nobody's going to get off their butt. You know, uh, and they don't even know how it affects them. They're just so clueless. No. It, so 18 people. So, Greg, we have to keep fighting. Listen, again, the American Revolution was 3%. Yeah. It was 3%. Yeah, so get used to it. We have to. I'm used to doing the heavy lifting. I'm used to being involved. Mm -hmm. Again, I always talk about this. Other than Bob's and Biden, name on the other gun ranges and the owners that are going to bat. Uh, for people that are going down to Trenton and testify, that are no, going down to rallies and none. speak, right? And so, there are plenty of Johnny Come Lately gun ranges. So if, if we just look at public ranges, you open to the public commercial ranges, they're probably like thirteen. So I'm one right. of thirteen. What's that percentage wise, Sandy? Yeah, right. Six percent. Yeah. Seven percent. Right. right. So I'm there. Right. I'm accustomed to it. I'm used to it. So uh, it's it's horrible. I got a I got an email from our friend across the pond, Stephen Shorter. Yeah, he's I, I all of these letters because we've had a couple special shows. I've been bumping these, so some yeah. of them have a little cobwebs on them. Right. So please bear with me. Hope this email finds you well. I, it's been a while since I got in touch, so I hope all is well in New Jersey and that life is gen generally treating you all kindly. Nope, it's sucking right now for me and Sandy. Would you agree? I would agree. Yes, yes. but we're putting on happy faces. It's easy enough to let things pile up and stress out. Yep, we're there, uh, and so I think it's important. <laughs> especially among us close-knit gun guys, 
to check on our friends and family. Recent events in my own life have unfortunately taught me that. And so if I could give a message to your listeners, it would be that as soon as today's episode has ended, pick up the phone and call someone you've not spoken to in a while and ask how they're doing. I'll do it right now. Sandy, how you doing? I'm doing it. Thanks. All right, that's I'm done. Uh, you'll never regret a five-minute conversation at all. I know this has been it has been my tendency to ramble on, so I try to keep today's communique a little short with one or two gun-related thoughts. Firstly, outside the U.S. and even U.K., we've had a mass shooting in Australia's Northern Territory in which four people were killed by a paroled convict wearing an ankle bracelet <laughs> wielding a pump-action shotgun. Obviously, such a dangerous and menacing weapon should be banned in light of this event. Uh, what? Oh, wait. Pump-action shotguns have been banned in Australia for over two decades. Uh, better make them extra illegal, I guess. It is interesting to see how this strategy has utterly vanished from the news since the facts of the case came to light. I didn't even know about it. I didn't Did you? I, no, I didn't. Because it was done with a pump shotgun that was banned already. Right. If it was done with a gun that wasn't banned, it'd right. be all then over we, the yes, news. Absolutely. Stephen, sure. you're right. Second, a little tidbit comes out of New Zealand, where the Kiwis live where police have reluctantly admitted that only 500 out of an estimated half million semi-auto rifles and shotguns have actually been handed in following this year's ban. I read that on Breitbart, by the way. Yeah. AMR uh, Hawkins uh, published those statistics. Police and government sources have guessed that gun owners are waiting to be assured compensation for their guns. Yeah, you can, yeah. You can, you can guess that <laughs> before they turn them over the police. But I yeah. think it may have more to do with the distant sound of thousands of unfortunate boating accidents taking place across the country. Why on earth gun guys make the worst boat captains remains a mystery that baffles scientists to this day. I put all of my guns in a hot air balloon. Then I stepped off to get my lunch. You too? And the balloon went oh, off without me. Can you believe it? And I, it's never been recovered. It's never been recovered. I, I had a GPS for the balloon. It was with my lunch. Wow. It wasn't in the basket. She, you know, sometimes you think you'd learn the same exact <laughs> thing happened to me. See? So then he Amazing. wrote, anyway, that's all from me. Remember, if you fight, you might not win. But if you don't fight, you will surely lose. So keep fighting the good fight. All the best, Stephen Shorter from across the pond. Well, let me tell you something. We love you, man. We love you. You know, we have a Barrett uh, 50 BMG for rent now. Oh, really? Yeah, we have a Barrett 50 BMG. And uh, it's set up in a 50, and you can come and shoot it. One bullet, 10 bullets, 20 bullets, whatever you can fathom. Uh, the last guy that shot it blew his toupee off by about six feet. <laughs> okay? Uh, yeah, it was a good looking. But if you've never shot a 50 BMG, it's a true Barrett semi-auto. It's a $12,000 gun with the glass on it. You can come in. It's set up on a, a bipod on, in the 50-yard range, and you can sit down and give it a shot. And videotape it? it and post it. Everybody should try it at least once. Uh, I had one woman, she shot it, and she said she, that her ovaries vibrated. <laughs> Honest to God. Honest to God. Uh, this is from Richard. He wrote, uh, Hi, Anthony. Another great day at the range. Came in with my son today to try out the Barrett 50 BMG. What an experience. 
Richard, one of your RSOs, did a wonderful job getting my son and I familiarized with the BMG, and we both had a wonderful time. Sorry I missed you with your trip to the knife show. Look forward to hearing about the show and seeing when you return, as I have long-delayed cigar with your name on it when you uh, return. Sincerely, Richard. Well, Richard, thank you. Again, These a lot of these letters are old, but I wanted to catch up with them. I'm excited for the Blade Show next year. I want... I, I won two knives already from Knife Race. Did you really? Yeah, I won two already. Yeah, next week I'll bring them on and uh, rub them in your face. Okay. Um, <laughs> one has a retail value of 200 One has a retail value of 500 Oh, man. And then I got the bonus knife. Remember now, I made a $1,000 contribution. Right. So, so you're $700 in knives. Uh, and the bonus knife. The, the bonus Hogue knife. knife is Damascus. It's valued at 400 bucks. So I'm eleven hundred. I do this every year, and yeah, it's tax deductible. Yeah. Okay. So and the regular drawings aren't probably, done yet. Probably shouldn't say that. Oh. <laughs> Too tough shit. Too late. <laughs> like I give a shit about anything that I say, right? Uh, by the way, if anybody's ever heard of Hart Rifles, H A R T, Bobby Hart Rifles is in Pennsylvania. Well, if you know long distance rifles, Bobby Hart's the guy. He fourth generation rifle builder. He's 61 years old. He won his first rifle championship at 11 and built his first competition rifle from scratch at 16. Oh my goodness. Started the business, great-grandfather started the business making rifle barrels, heart barrels. Everybody who's in long-distance shooting knows that. And now he makes entire, he's been making for years, entire guns, sets up. He has a 1,500-yard range out in Pennsylvania, and he builds guns with everybody. From Trump to Lou Ferrigno and anybody. So anybody, if you don't know Hart Rifles, now you do. Well, he has a rifle that shoots out 3,600 yards. Get out. 3,600 yards. He has a video on YouTube. He has a rifle set up at 2,000 yards, and he fires eight bullets pretty much through the same hole. (laughs) The same hole. The same hole. How long is a barrel on this thing? It's just a regular rifle. Just a regular rifle? Like an 18-inch barrel. Yeah, with a Remington 700 action that he does up. So all of a sudden, I'm working last Friday, and this guy comes in, and I see a patch on his shirt, gray shirt, says Heart Barrels, and then the other side says Bob. And I'm like, no way. When we come back, I'll give it. Bobby Hart from Heart Rifles just walked into the range. <laughs> we'll get back to it. For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience. It makes people feel more at home. As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra-wide ports so two people can stand side-by-side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well-lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well-lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out, and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled, which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction, and bullets can't escape. 
When you come out of the 50-yard range, to your left you'll see our large classroom, and go back up to the concierge and make a right, we have two smaller classrooms. And those classrooms are for small one-on-one -on -one classes, our Build-A-Bear, Building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We use marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun For Hire radio studio where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. With the news, events, and political shenanigans impacting your freedom, you're listening to Gun For Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Ladies and gentlemen, please do not forget the Cheeseman Gillard case. GoFundMe.com forward slash restore dash carry dash NJ. They're going up, up, up. David Jensen is handling it. This is a self-funded case. Mark Cheeseman, I consider a brother in arms. We think alike on many issues. We have some secrets together about the workings and goings on in the Second Amendment and our lawsuits in New Jersey. Need people like that. They have Jay Factor back there as the historian. We got CNJFO helping. We got NJ2AS doing stuff over there too and we don't have this abrasive relationship anymore so we're looking good we have the new jersey gop awoken this could be the perfect storm for november okay we have help save nj.com the recall murphy petition it's going to be at the range six or seven more times you can come and sign a petition but if you go on help save nj.com you can find the spots this is a perfect time for us it's right. midterm elections, right. lowest voter turnout. Right. If we have CNJFO, ANJRPC, NRA, uh, uh, Cheeseman Gillard, if we are all together in this with the GOP, all commuting together, yes, all 80 seats in the assembly are up for re-election. We could actually take this state back. Listen, we better think about it because redistricting is next year. Yeah, right. Okay, gerrymandering right. starts You're again. Right. The Democrats have fixed it well enough under Christie nine years ago that no Republicans can get in in any new districts anymore. Right. This right. could be a chance because the Republicans could be in charge. Right. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. So let's get up back on good news. So this guy comes in named Bob, and he has Hart Rifle shirt on. I'm like, uh, can I help you? He goes, yeah, I'm, I'm Bobby Hart. So I had to sit down for a second. I'm not a long-distance shooter, but I've been into the gun industry since before the Internet. Yeah. So, like, I consider my ultimate pistol self-defense trainer Masad Ayub, and I do know that the Dalai Lama of long-distance rifles is Hart Rifles. Yeah. So I'm like, 
I tried to get this knot that was stuck in my throat. I'm like, can I help you? Because that's that's all that's all would come out at that point. I'm like, <coughs> he says, yeah. He goes, um, I have a bunch of people that I built rifles for that shoot and are members at your range, and they told me your stuff is the best. And I just delivered a rifle to Donald Trump Jr. And I was heading back home, and I put you in the GPS, and I wanted to check it out. I'm like, holy shit. Bobby Hart wants to check out Gun for Hire. <laughs> so I gave him a tour. I showed him the new building. Construction workers were working. We go into VIP. He calls his wife up. And he has her on speakerphone, and he tells his wife he's been in this industry since he's 11. He's 61. It's 50 years. And he's never seen a range this nice this busy, this personable, this hospital, and he's telling his wife and son they have to come out here with him. I'm like honored, right? So when they get done talking, we talk about doing a program together, either building heart rifles, going to his range and shoot or whatever. So we, Jimmy came in, Kevin the gunsmith came in, Gary was off that day. I sent Gary a picture of me and Bobby Hart. He sends a message back to me goes, why always on my day off? I hate you. <laughs> okay? Uh, because he's he's more into the heart rifles than I am. I just, I just you know, I just look up to the guy. I'm yeah, not, right. I don't need to own one of his guns because yeah. it's not my thing. Yeah. So, anyway, the best is always attracted to the best. Yeah. So now That's we've spoken. That's yeah, very true. We've spoken like three times on the phone. He's the coolest guy ever, you know. And now he wants his wife and his son to come down here because he wants to supersize his facility to look more like ours. Oh, that's cool. You know, he goes, my place is nice, but it's not this nice. (laughs) (laughs) You know? I'm like, that's cool. And he's going over the list of all the people he's built rifles for and like, holy shit. I thought I had a who's who coming through my door, you know? He's got all these guys. Anybody that wants to shoot distances, a lot of of military. He's built guns for Oz. He's built guns for Peranto. You know? uh, Yeah, everybody. So, anyway, yes, we're all attracted to each other because we're all the best at what we do and we're crazy. And because we're crazy, our members and our customers get the benefit from our craziness. Yeah, right. Exactly. Which is something you don't see that much today. Everybody just does copying and a little bit, bit like that. While I'm talking about that, remember, uh, if you could go on all the platforms, Facebook, Yelp, TripAdvisor, Google, I would appreciate some five-star reviews for you because the competition's tough out there and the more and the better reviews we have you know write a little something uh i really really would appreciate it you know unity and activism is key i'm always there for all of you i'll answer your questions i'll help you i'll keep fighting for you risk my freedom i don't give a shit uh i look good in orange sandy says orange is his favorite color so he would like to have me as co-host on uh i guess we'd have to do a a skype interview or something probably have to do something like that um All right, really quick. This is a huge letter. I can't read the whole thing, but we have a customer, Jeff Dorman. And uh, basically, he says, uh, he says he flew home. He travels quite a bit, and he always conceal carries his gun. And last week, he traveled from Newark to CLT in uh, Charlotte. Charlotte, And a little more gun accepting. It was a nice breath to walk the streets of Charlotte as a free man. He returned home on Friday from Charlotte, and his gun wasn't there. And he didn't get his gun. So uh, what happened was he found out that his gun uh, missed the flight. So 
he did that very thing last week. He turned the key over, noted the TSA officer's name, and he assured me that everything would be fine. Five minutes later, he turned my keys and told me that I was all clear. I went through TSA checkpoint, headed home, blah, blah, blah. Now, my friends and family mostly tell me, why do you carry a gun? But he carries a gun because he, he's, t- he's tired of being told he can't do things, yeah. even though people think it's risky. So he wakes up Saturday. He, his gun doesn't make it. He wakes up Saturday, gets on the phone and a computer, and in about an hour, he located some semblance of my bag. TSA and United were fighting over my bag, both claiming that the other was at fault. Both blamed the other for violating procedure. The bottom line was that my bag was stranded in Charlotte, and they wanted me to return with the keys. He was home <laughs> in New Jersey. Yeah, right. He goes, yes, that's what I said. They wanted me to return with the keys to North Carolina so the bag could be reinspected and flown out with me again <laughs> then arguing more discussion a few calls and some more arguing the bag finally it was verbally agreed could fly back to ewr however this is newark and in the heart of dirty jersey saturday the return flight was canceled because of weather finally late sunday night my bag was confirmed in newark terminal a united baggage office Welcome to Jersey. How can I avoid helping you? I'm stealing that line. <laughs> yeah. I called but could not get a hold of a human. In the middle of all that, I received a call from a very snappy woman who seemed all too pleased to tell me that the bag was ready for pickup. I told her to get bent. I was not lifting a finger to get the bag back. United screwed this up, and they were damn well going to fix it. I called United Corporate and spoke to Freddie in Houston. Freddie understood the issue. He said that he called the Newark office and had my bag shipped out to me. That would be illegal, by the way. Right. You couldn't have your bag shipped unless it went out like post office or FedEx. Anyway, yeah. and booked out of an FFL. So it couldn't happen anyway. So... And so he spoke to the off a shrew, with a shrew of a woman, the office supervisor, <laughs> and her unwitting accomplice, some poor Port Authority officer sitting at some desk. She screeched through the phone, told me that there was no way she was shipping that bag, and her husband was a cop, and that even the Port Authority said it was not legal for that bag to go anywhere. Actually, they were right, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, she finally hung up, and the poor cop told me that he didn't know anything about the law, but that he could connect me with customs. I politely thanked him and told him that I appreciate his service and stay safe. So I called Knappen's office and I contacted you. Hey, maybe I'm out of line. Nobody is always right. However, I feel that they made a big mistake and they need to make good on it. I could just quietly go pick up my bag and go home. I feel that like you, Sandy, Jimmy, Tactici, and all the other Second Amendment citizens, we are all representative and ambassadors. We have to politely stand up, stand firm, and push back against the constant pounding and erosion of our freedoms, not just self-defense, but all of them. In moments like this, don't serve to drive home our rights to educate the ignorant and knock down the arrogant and to highlight the onslaught of tyranny than what will. Man, you write good, and you're angry. I know this is a relatively minor issue, but they all add up, and so many gun owners in our state are ignorant. Agreed. So many more have never traveled with a firearm. I wanted to share my story to help spread the word and warn others and to try and correct whatever I can prevent in the future. I can't say enough about what you, Sandy, Jimmy, and the rest of your family do for New Jersey and for the whole world, really. The quintessential little beacon of New Jersey swagger is in West Patterson. Shines bright for all (laughs) freedom-loving people. If we lose that viral fight in this country, what is left? Where does one go? Where can one place their dreams and hopes? I realize we are talking about a bag on a flight, but it really is just another example. Thank you for being there and always doing the latest show and all the other things you do. You guys affect more than you probably even know. Keep up the good work. Please feel free 
to share my story. Finally, apologies for the maximum verbosity level. I like to share all the facts. He went and picked the gun up to Newark. He, he finally gave in and went to pick the gun up. Uh, so that ended it. But they really, legally, they couldn't uh, ship the gun to him. But thank you, Jeff. That's what we do. That's our job. You know, this podcast was Sandy's idea. Uh, almost 10 years ago and when he suggested because he heard me answering the same questions over and over again yeah. and he said you know you should do a podcast and what was my response Sandy? What is a podcast? I said yeah. what's a podcast? Yeah. I did not know. Yeah. I was just getting off CDs at the time. No one knew. Exactly. And Sandy said, you should do a podcast so you can answer these questions. And who knew we'd be at show 425? <laughs> Certainly not us. <laughs> <sighs> so Let's talk about some safety issues here. How much time do we have left? Uh, got about four minutes. Oh my God! So this this is something that scares me all the time: is kids in a parking lot. We've all had that mm -hmm. feeling where we see a family walking, and there's a couple of kids that they're not holding hands. Yeah. Or there's a kid that's an outlier. Or the parents right. is right. the it's parents one. Yes, the me the, the yes. parent the parent is bent <laughs> over putting the bags in the car, and the kid is kind of unattended. So let's talk a little about parking lots, danger zones for children. Okay, and I got this from uh, by Barry Laws online. Actually, Jimmy G sent this uh, this uh, this to me. And it's really something, it should be like in the NRA, refuse to be a victim or something. It'll probably be in my book. By the way, my book is about 60% done. Gun for Hire, Protecting Your Most Valuable Assets, You and Your Family. So I'm going to add something like this in here. So the, what you should do is think about like when you're walking with your woman down the street, you should be closest to the street and she should be closest to the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. And you probably should be holding hands and watching each other. Well, kids should be on a tight leash when you're walking through a parking lot yeah. no, or anywhere near a street for that matter. Having a kid dart out between two parked cars into a lane is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. But people do it all the time. I, how many times do you hear people yelling at the kids, Jason, come back here. Jason, come back here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I was a kid, if my father said, oh. Ant! Yeah. yeah, 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 you didn't, there was no other words I'm that just, followed. No, I'm just going to pee in place here. Yeah, right. Uh, until he gets me, <laughs> yeah, right? right? And they were right. going to get you. So, we have to hold on to our kids. If you have stuff that you have to put in the car, I have a great idea. Open the door and let your kid get in the car and get settled in, whether it's a car seat or a seat belt or whatever, and then you go open the trunk or the hatchback. Yeah. And you put your stuff in. All right? Trying to watch the kid while you're doing it is no good. You have to check your six 24-7. You have to check the 360-degree perimeter. Your kids are valuable. They don't understand that a car can kill them. Okay? That's right. All right. So you want to hear about classes? Okay. okay. Like uh, we got a lot of new classes coming up. We have instructor classes coming up in September. Those instructor classes are being taught by a regional training counselor, James Gramenos the <laughs> Third. Newly minted. He's not really the third, but it sounds good. Yeah, NRA instructor classes in September. We have range safety officer, basic instructor training, pistol, rifle, shotgun, starting September fifth. If you're interested, we also have. Urban Precision Rifle out at the Shooter's Gauntlet. My crazy buddy, Bobby Ramo, September 21st and 22nd. 
Holster Draw, August 9th. Urban Pistol 1, Urban Pistol 2, Urban Carbine 1, Urban Carbine 2. Urban uh, Precision Rifle I talked about. Atenzia Pen Knife Combo, September 15th. Sherry, if you're listening to the show, I need saw dates. I shouldn't have to ask you. You should be supplying the saw dates to me, Sherry. I shouldn't have to ask you. I'm going to throw on a little guilt there, okay? And next time you come, you better bring me some prune hamatachin. Prune? I love anything I do, prune, yeah. bro. Prune. Oh, yeah. Gives me explosive diarrhea, prune, but it's worth it. fig. Yeah, well, it's worth it. Fig, too, gives me explosive yeah. diarrhea, yeah. but worth it, 100%. Probably worth it. I want to thank everybody for the support. Cheeseman Gillard Case. Do not forget to review Gun for Hire. It's the summertime. We're a little slower. Come on down with your friends and family. Each one, reach one. Yeah. This is the perfect time to introduce Absolutely. new shooters. Yeah, right. It's not busy out. Not it's super hot. Crowded, right. I keep the range at a comfortable 62 degrees because I'm a fat guy. <laughs> In your Thank head, you guys. Baby. I love all you guys uh, for your support. Sandy, I'm done. Well, looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gunfire Radio is a counterpick media production. The music used in this broadcast is managed by Cosmo Music New York, New York. On behalf of our co-host, Master Trainer, Anthony Calandro, and the rest of the crew of Gunfire Radio, we do thank you for listening. Each one, reach one. It's summertime. We got air conditioning. Come on.